Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Hey, happy to have, happy to be here, Steve. Thanks for having me. All right. Of everybody I've talked to about the draft, the one question I never asked anybody was about the first overall pick, Walker. Now, part of this may be my prejudice in seeing because, you know, Penn State playing Michigan, I, you know, I, I did, you know, he played against Penn State two of the three times. So I saw him a couple times in person. So to me, I, Hutchinson would have been my pick. I understand where Trent Baalke comes from based on past experience. What did you think of the pick? Yeah, Steve, I remember coming on with you guys right around the combine, and there started to be some whispers that Trayvon Walker was climbing and could even be in play for the number one overall pick. And as the draft approached, even the afternoon of draft day, you know, I started calling around, talking to people around the league, people familiar with the Jaguars thinking. This pick came right down to the wire, and Trent Baalke and the front office, they were pounding the table for Walker because they believed that he had more upside. They believed they could get more out of his athleticism, but the best was yet to come for Trayvon Walker, and that Aiden Hutchinson was more of the finished product. That was kind of the feeling around the league. And, you know, talking to an executive in the NFC, he basically told me that if he were in the Jaguar spot, he would have taken Hutchinson because you can fall asleep at night knowing that you're going to hit a triple to borrow the baseball metaphor every week, every down. He's consistent. He is what he is. He has a high motor. But with Trayvon Walker, you could be hitting a single, or you might get that grand slam, that walk-off grand slam to end the game. So I think the Jaguars were really betting on that there's more to Trayvon Walker than we've seen at his time in Georgia. And time will tell if they made the right call. Right, exactly. Obviously, being on this show, you're going to be asked about the Steelers and the Eagles. So let's start with the Steelers draft. What did you think of the pick of Kenny Pickett, first of all? And then what did you think of the pick of George Pickens, considering he is a mixed bag when it comes to off the field? Yeah, I thought that the Kenny Pickett pick made a lot of sense for uh, the, the Steelers, only because he was the closest thing to a franchise quarterback in this class. He had the measurables. You know, he runs in a pro-style offensive pit. The league was obviously more comfortable with him than the other quarterbacks. Not to mention he shares a facility with the Pittsburgh Steelers, so they know him better than everybody. And not only that, that, Matt Canada at one point had been his coach at Pitt. For sure. So there's a lot of knowledge there. There's a lot of comfort there, which I think you needed in this class because of all of the question marks about the other quarterbacks available in this draft. And Pickens is a guy who I think, you know, from a skill set standpoint, you drop him into that wide receiving core with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and, of course, Pat Fryermuth, the tight end. And he's a guy that can be a viable third or fourth option with the upside of being even better than that. So I think that they did a nice job of getting Pickens uh, as a weapon for Pickens. I, I think there's no doubt about Pickens' talent. But I, I don't know if he has the, you know, from, from 30,000 feet, I don't know if he has the maturity. And if there's an organization that's built to handle that, Steve? Yes, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. You're right. Yeah, Matt, you you're know, right. The, I agree the, with that. The consistency there, Mike Tomlin's program, the coaching staff has you know, dealt with players with off-the-field issues and concerns before. Um, it's one of those deals where if they were comfortable with him, I think that they were comfortable with themselves getting him to keep his head screwed on straight. 
When you look at the Eagles draft, you have to include A.J. Brown and the trade that Howie Roseman made. How do you evaluate Philadelphia? Yeah, Steve, I thought they were one of the biggest winners of the NFL draft. I put them right up there with the Baltimore Ravens, the Kansas City Chiefs, and in a lot of ways, teams like the Detroit Lions and the Jets. I thought that this was arguably the best draft of Howie Roseman's tenure, Mm -hmm. in part because of the trade for A.J. Brown, because you've now set Jalen Hurts up to prove it, whether he's a franchise quarterback or not, dropping him into an offense that already has Miles Sanders, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard. And then you look at you get a legitimate space-eating, run-stuffing with pass rush upside, defensive tackle in round one out of Georgia. And I just look at what they were able to do. They let the board come to them. They found value. And coming away with N'Kobe Dean, who was sliding on Friday night, I had Mm. two teams tell me there was an issue with his pec and an issue with his meniscus, and there was a feeling around the league that he might be facing a quote-unquote redshirt year. But the Eagles are kind of fortunate there that if he's fully healthy and he's ready to go day one as they expect, you got a top 10 talent in round four, yeah. if round three, rather, if, if he's not healthy, you know, they can sort of afford to sit back and plug him into the defense next year, a year where they have two first round picks right. and you'd be dropping a top 15 talent into their defense next year. So I, I thought the Eagles had one of the stronger drafts of anybody in the league. Jahan Dotson went to the Washington commanders at 16. What do you think of the fit? I think it's a great fit. I, I just look at their offense. I think it's very similar to what James Franklin and Mike Yurkich ran in Penn State a year ago. You look at the weapons they have around them in Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson. Uh, you have to pay attention to a lot of these guys. And then you look over at Deshaun, at Jahan Dotson, and I see Deshaun J- Jackson in his prime when I watch Desha- uh, Jahan Dotson. I see a guy who can take the top off a of defense, might be the best ball tracker in this entire class, smooth route runner, and there's going to be opportunities for him because of the weapons that are around him. Now, I don't know that Carson Wentz is going to maximize Jahan Dotson, so to speak, but I think that he has the opportunity to be the guy who makes two or three big game-changing catches per game as he did at Penn State. So I really like the fit there, and I don't think that he could have landed in a better spot. All right, so there was a quote from Mel Kuyper Jr. years ago, and I think he was talking about the Colts. He said, they just don't get how the draft works or something like that. I, I think he was talking about the Colts. So in this in this particular year in 2022, give me a couple of teams where you sat back and says, I'm not so sure they know how the draft works. <laughs> you know, this is going to sound counterintuitive. The New England Patriots. Yeah. I thought that they, they reached. I don't know if they just have – a different draft board than everybody else. But I I wasn't really sure what the Patriots were doing throughout that draft, um, especially on night one. So I think New England was a team that really hurt themselves. And I look at the New Orleans Saints, and it's funny that Mel Kuyper has that quote because obviously Mike Ditka, when he was head coach and GM of the Saints, traded his entire draft (laughs) for Ricky Williams. Williams. (laughs) They almost did the same thing here with Chris Olave. Now, I really like the player. But to, to, to trade, back, trade up and give up their first-round pick next year and then make a trade to move up to get Chris Olave, he better be better than Michael Thomas, and Michael Thomas better be helping you to make yeah. that kind of an impact because I just don't know that you can trade that much draft capital for a wide receiver, although the counterpoint is, we're seeing wide receivers are valued more than ever. They're valued mm-hmm. higher than ever. Right. And if they think he's going to be the best receiver in one of the best receiver draft classes we've seen in maybe a decade, that's fine. 
But if you think you're getting Jamar Chase and Chris Olave and that's why you gave up all those draft picks, I think they might be a little disappointed. Uh, do, does Now, free agency figures in. Does New Orleans make up for it because they signed Tyron Matthew? That certainly helps. That certainly helps soften the blow. You know, and you look at that division – and you're starting with a win against the two wins against the Carolina Panthers, and you're looking at a division where, other than Tampa Bay, it's pretty wide open, right? And if Jameis Winston comes back and is playing at the same level he was playing at or better before he got hurt last year, maybe the Saints make some noise, and maybe Olave figures into being that kind of a weapon. I love the Matthew signing. I just don't know that I would have handled the right. draft the way New Orleans right. did. Right. No, I, I, I read you completely on that. Uh, you mentioned the Jets at one point. So the Jets and the Giants both had multiple picks. How do you think they, they fared in, in terms of how they handled the draft? I think that as far as night one winners go, I think that they were both among the biggest winners. There. Yes. I don't know that even in the wildest dreams, East Rutherford, that they would have believed that Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal would be there at, right. at pick number five and pick number seven. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's already a home run of a draft. And you might have the chance to land the defensive year and a cornerstone offensive tackle. The Jets, I thought, had, again – one of maybe the five best drafts in the entire league. Right. I just thought that they were another one of those teams that did what they had to do. They surrounded their young quarterback with weapons. They added major help in the defense, especially in the secondary, taking Sauce Gardner. So I, I really like what the Jets did. I like what the Giants did. And, you know, th- we might be looking back in five years' time at this draft being a weekend that turned the fortunes of New York football around. Right. The Ravens, interesting, because Brown ends up going to uh, Hollywood. Brown ends up going to Arizona. Yet a lot of people are saying that, look, they, they, they picked one winner after another in the draft. What did you like about the Ravens draft? I loved all of it. You know, yeah. It's hard for me to single out. I mean, this is what the Ravens do, right? right? Every single year, the board plays out, and they trust their board. And you look, and you're like, how the heck was that guy available? And how did he wind up in Baltimore? I mean, you know, I talked to people going into the draft who told me that Kyle Hamilton was the best player in this draft overall, and he might go to more pro than anybody in this class. Ham with your first pick. You get Tyro Linderbaum, a center who I know you're familiar with out of Iowa, who might be a future all-pro or better than that at center. Healthy, healthy. If if he's healthy in his career, uh, Matt, he will be. He's an outstanding center, and he can run. For sure. I see a lot of Jason Kelsey when I watch Tyro Linderbaum. He's the comp that I've made there. And, you know, David Ajabo falls to that in a similar situation where the, the Eagles kind of pulls it back and let it let him get healthy. I just love that they collected talent and found value in every round, uh, as, as they typically do in Baltimore. Always a pleasure, Matt. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it and the great analysis, as always. Enjoyed it, Steve. Thanks for having me.